The paradox architects Elijah, our virtuoso in the realm of artificial intelligence and temporal mechanics, finds himself in the bewildering haze of 1995, with his state-of-the-art memories fading like old photographs. Chapter 1, The Lost Memory Elijah found himself in an alien landscape of unsettling familiarity, his mind fogged over with confusion and a sense of overwhelming displacement, a marooned explorer stranded in the canyons of time. He was standing in the middle of a bustling street, the bustling crowd humming around him like bees in a hive, oblivious to his existence. Cars prowling the streets, skyscrapers reaching for the heavens, all things he knew well, yet it all felt foreign, like a dream half-remembered. The year was 1995. But to Elijah, a denizen of an advanced future, it was an epochal backward leap, a plunge into a past that was as distant as it was disorienting. His memories, once sharp and clear as crystal, were now fading like old photographs left too long in the sun. The vivid colors of his remembered future were bleaching into the toned-down palette of the past. The hard edge of reality seemed to ripple and distort, giving way to the softer, more uncertain lines of yesteryear. His attention was drawn to his hand, a primitive cellular device clutched in his palm. More curiosity than technology, yet monumental in this timeline. A lifeline to a future he barely remembered, poised on the brink of something monumental. Suddenly, his cellular device, primitive by his future standards but cutting edge for this time, came alive in his hand. It sputtered to life, vibrating furiously, and a burst of static filled the air before coalescing into a voice. A disembodied voice, a spectral whisper that transcended the years to reach him. It was a voice he could not place, yet one which stirred something in the depths of his rapidly dwindling memory. Elijah, it began, the digital distortion warping the speaker's tone into something uncanny, you've been given a second chance. A second chance. Elijah's voice came out as a hoarse whisper, the confusion etched in the furrow of his brow. The crowd moved around him in oblivion, he was an island in the rushing stream of time. The paradox was starting to unravel its conundrum. You are here to prevent a catastrophe of your own creation, to rectify the mistakes of your past for the sake of our future. The voice fell silent, leaving only the buzzing white noise of the network as an epilogue. Elijah found himself staring at the device in cold silence. His past actions, his present confusion, his future consequences were all intertwined like a Gordian knot, a paradox he had to unravel. Your creation, the voice had said. He remembered flashes, disjoint pictures, code, algorithms, artificial intelligence. An invention that was meant to uplift humanity, instead it triggered calamity. A monster born of his genius. Standing there, in the world of 1995, Elijah felt the full weight of his mission settling firmly upon his shoulders. He was to play both deliverer and destroyer, to build and break a timeline that had frayed beneath the missteps of progress. His existence in this now, reflected in the murky timeline, was the harbinger of hope and doom. The dark silhouette of an unknown journey elongated before Elijah, but he was not alone. He had the voice, the disembodied guide, an entity wrapped in enigma and anonymity. With a monumental task in his grasp, a fading memory, and a mysterious guide, Elijah stepped forward. The silent witness to the tapestry of his paradox began to unravel, guiding him toward a destiny wrapped in the nebulous web of time, woven in the looms of paradoxical architecture. Chapter 2, Chronometric Shadows 
The universe dropped Elijah abruptly into the realm of the forgotten, the husk of 1995, with its dust-filled air sizzling with technological novelties, ripe and raw in their forms. The world was quieter, lacking the digital hum of interconnected devices of the future. The absence of it was deafening, a silence wrapped in nostalgia. Through this purgatory he drifted like a specter, a displacement in time as disconcerting as a stone thrown into a tranquil lake. The first herald of forgotten technology came in the form of a rusty payphone, clinging onto the side of a weather-worn brick building. It was an alien sight to Elijah, the boxy design, the rotary wheel, and the telephone line extending out of the handset like a cumbersome tail. Inserting a worn copper penny into its slot, he felt the strange union of the future and past in his fingertips. In its machined rigidity, there was a comforting tangibility, a solidity challenging the ephemeral nature of the future's digital communication. Walking through obsolete warehouses and trundling past analog televisions vomiting fuzz-tinted broadcasts, he measured the breadth of changes through the lens of the past. There were computers too, bulky machines humming with an inaudible rhythm, their cathode ray monitors bathing the rooms in an unholy glow. This was the genesis of his digital future, the staccato beeps and arcs of electricity intertwining to express the nascent heartbeat of a nascent digital age. As the voice guided him through this minefield of past innovation, Elijah realized the monotony of the landscape, the gray sameness that hung over it. He had expected the differences between the timelines to be accentuated, distinct reminders of his displaced existence. This monotony spoke to the timeline he inhabited, a consistent semblance of continuity, unbroken except for the nuggets of technological divergence poking out like anomalous outcroppings. The first discrepancy pulsed into view on the twelfth day of his sojourn. The whispered familiarity of the unwrinkled timeline ripped open to reveal an incongruity Elijah couldn't ignore, an age-too-early prototype of a handheld cellular device in the hands of an eager teenager. The teenager fiddled with the heft of the device, causing Elijah to stop in his tracks, his face a tableau of shock. His mental attempt to reconcile the sudden aberration caused a discordant jangle to echo in his memories. The existence of such technology, years ahead of its native time, was an aberration, a chronological misfit rooted in reality, a displacement of his doing. He struggled with the weight of his own influence, staggering under the weight of the pieces of technological history he had altered unwittingly, herding them into an unruly sequence. The world around him, previously a tale told in broad strokes now shook with tremors of his actions, every seemingly insignificant act rippling across time. Through every nook and cranny of Silicon Valley, he traced the footprints of his meddling, each chronological discrepancy a mark of his own making, a deviation from the pathway of natural progression. The ripples he'd created were already feeding back into the timeline, a serpent eating its own tail. And at the center of it all, Elijah stood, a castaway nudging the course of time into uncharted waters. Every echo of technologic advancement that reverberated out of sync with the natural rhythm of time froze his blood. The resonation, the discordant frequency of the discrepancy seeping into the fabric of reality, haunted him, a ghost of what was and what might still become. The shadows were cast long and deep by the flame of his actions, forever etching a new reality over this alien realm of 1995. Chapter 2 ended, leaving Elijah wrestling with the first chilling realizations of the timeline's vulnerability, a disquieting reminder of the disruption his existence had inflicted on the temporal aesthetics.
It was within these chronometric shadows that he had to find the path towards salvation, or damnation. Chapter 3, Breadcrumbs to the Future. Elijah woke to the uninspiring gray of a Silicon Valley morning, the cool mist clinging to the windows of his nondescript motel room. The row Amy jukebox in the corner played a Miles Davis tune, its muted trumpet echoing the melancholy in his heart. He had no time to dwell on his disorientation. Time, the very concept he was struggling to grasp, swirled around him even as he was left to ponder its repercussions. With slow, deliberate movements, he flipped open the plastic case that housed the primitive cellular device he'd been supplied with. It was a far cry from the sophisticated systems of his time, yet its significance was not lost on Elijah. He saw it as a symbol of the transformation he was here to influence. The process, however, was proving more complex than he had anticipated. With every ripple he created in the time fabric, he was wiping away a part of his existence. Ready for the day, Elijah, the voice came, crackling over the line, a constant reminder of the future he was raveling and unraveling. He cleared his throat, not sure if he was ready but too aware of the gravity of his actions to dare voice his doubts. Ready, was all he said. Over the next few days, Elijah, like a ghost in the machine, embedded himself into the code of the burgeoning digital revolution. He spent his days skirting around the outskirts of ram-packed conferences, tailoring whispers about certain stocks and startups, subtly delegating software developers to take the tech journey he had premeditated, enshrined in cryptic notes. He turned an incident of coffee spillage into a moment of inspiration for a flustered hardware developer, altering the design of a yet-to-be-revolutionary laptop. And in a flurry of late-night coding, he manipulated the early development of a soon-to-be-omnipresent, nameless search engine. But as Elijah floated through the crowd, an anachronistic phantom of the future, he couldn't shake a growing sensation of unease. He was etching onto the canvas of history, but each stroke felt like a betrayal, a compromise to the reality he remembered. It was one thing to acknowledge the future's potential fluidity, to know it academically. It was quite another to be the linchpin, to hold in one's hands the responsibility of deciding what would be washed away and what would remain. For every investor he whispered to, he saw faces of inventors whose genius would be left unsung. For every technology he shaped, he mourned the loss of designs and concepts, born in another reality, that would now never see the light of day. Each ripple he created was splintering his reality, his past, his loved ones into a continuity that would never see them exist. And yet, when the voice sounded again, urging him on, reminding him of the impending disaster, Elijah pushed on. He could not afford to pause, to reflect on the paradox of his existence. Not yet. The looming threat of his creation, teetering on the brink of misused brilliance, pushed him forward. He was the engineer of a future he no longer knew, and each footstep he left imprinted onto the past seemed to further blur the picture he held onto. Yet each stroke, each ripple, was a potential lifeline for the future. And for that promise, Elijah was prepared to face the haunting uncertainties that came barking at the heels of each manipulated moment in time. Days bled into one another as Elijah worked tirelessly to rewrite history. Mornings became indistinguishable from nights, and timelines began to blur. For now, the echo of his newly orchestrated future was still a whisper, but he knew that soon maybe too soon it would rise to become a roar. And inspired or damned by it, he would have to face the full weight of his actions. Chapter 4, Ripples in the Fabric. 
Cool morning breeze wafted through the makeshift office, carrying with it the scent of motor oil and burgeoning technology, Elijah's sanctuary within the fast-paced world of Silicon Valley. A pair of glasses perched precariously on the bridge of his nose as he squinted at the primitive computer monitor, the dull green text on the black background only just clear. Something wasn't right. Elijah could feel it in his bones, like an old wound flaring at the brink of a storm. He scrolled through lines of coding, early seeds of the digital revolution. Yet he found discord within the nature of their existence, peculiar amendments, divergences that clashed with the echo of a memory that clawed at the edges of his consciousness. The first hit like a bucket of ice water, a crucial detail absent from a pioneering software code he remembered writing in the future. A discrepancy between past and future and he was the fulcrum upon which the swinging pendulum of time teetered. Then another, whispers of an operating system that seemed too advanced for 1995. Elijah realized with a pang that these were his doings, his meddling in the timeline giving way to anomalies that threatened to puncture the thin fabric of time. The full gargantuan weight of his actions crashed upon him. He was not merely stitching together a familiar timeline, but weaving a tapestry of history new and untraveled. The constant communication with the disembodied voice, the actions influenced and the subtle manipulation of Silicon Valley's evolution were not echoes of a reality he had lived. They were instead the inaugural beats of a heartbeat, the initiating sparks of a reality being birthed by his endeavors. A sense of dread nestled within the pit of his gut, gnawing at his bearings. Streams of unease proliferated through his mind, each rivulet dredging with it layers of well-earned comfort. His hand hovered over the rudimentary keyboard, the temptation to intervene pulsing at his fingertips. Yet deep down, a part of Elijah understood what he was beginning to perceive, he was a scribe of history now, one who writes, and in turn, alters the course of humanity's progression. The chair creaked under his weight as he leaned back, pulling the glasses from his face. He closed his eyes and took a deep breath, the turmoil of realization morphing into a newfound sense of responsibility. Every decision held profound implications not just for his timeline but for the integrity of the multiverse. Unearthing a grim determination from within the pit of uncertainty, he opened his eyes, the phosphor green code reflecting in his determined gaze. He realized then, the harrowing truth of his existence. He was more than just Elijah, the temporarily displaced tech genius, he was an architect, carefully chiseling away at the bedrock of a timeline to sculpt a future where catastrophe remained an unrealized possibility. Silicon Valley hummed and bustled beyond the confines of his office, unknowing and uncaring of the temporal crossroads conjuring within its heart. A paradox was unfolding, meticulously engineered by its architect, using the tools of a still nascent digital era. He was the architect of ripples, cultivating alterations in the stream of time, diverging paths, unfurling from his every decision. Elijah was no longer an insignificant piece poised on the chessboard of punitive future harm. He was becoming a silent guardian of his own creation, eyeing the rules of temporal mechanics through the lens of a watchmaker fine-tuning an exquisite timepiece. And in the vast and labyrinthine construct of time, he'd just begun apprehending the scope of his invisible, indispensable influence. Chapter 5, A Mirror Held to Time In the spectral twilight of a summer's day, Elijah oscillated on the fulcrum of a moment that bore an uncanny familiarity. Navigating through the hustle of Silicon Valley, 
undulating with an energy unknown to the bygone days of his original timeline, he chanced upon a spectacle that seemed to tug at the tethers of his fragmented memory, a chess game. The young man seated across the time-worn wooden table, absorbed in the game's intricate dance, was a ghost from Elijah's past. His hair was cluttered, his eyes were glazed with a dreamer's glimmer, a figure Elijah remembered like a distant mirage. This was Carson, his former research partner. Younger, naive, unaware of the daunting path that awaited him, a journey steeped in scientific marvels, ethical paradoxes, and an inevitable disillusionment that would shake the very essence of their perceived reality. Elijah, watching the scene unfold, stopped frozen in the vortex of old memories and unfinished conversations. The ringing in his ears gave way to a silent mantra, he does not know you. Not yet, not in this time. The world shimmered around him as if seen through a veil of water, and for a heartbeat, the tumult of Silicon Valley fell to the backdrop, lost to the undercurrent of time. Under the premise of being a fellow chess enthusiast, Elijah joined the table, his hands maneuvering the pieces with the mechanical aptitude of a time traveler attempting to retroactively rewrite his past. Their conversation wove around strategies and the elegance of the game, a veneer for the unfinished dialogue brewing in the fabric of Elijah's mind. Every chess move echoed with layers of significance, embodying the moral conundrums that governed his present mission. The king caught in a potential time conflict, an uncanny allegory for Elijah's current existence straddling between timelines. The bishop skewed, aggressive yet vulnerable, resonating with his own desperate efforts to navigate the 1995 tech landscape. And the pawns, those underappreciated pieces, gateways to an unforeseen checkmate, mirroring his own, seemingly insignificant actions that rumpled the linear course of time. Each piece had its predetermined fate on the checkered battlefield, a silent testament to the game's intricate dance of free will and predestination, a dance Elijah found himself ensnared in. Through the nostalgic haze of the chess game, he discerned the mirror that time held up to him his past swimming against the stream of his present, colliding and dissolving, and in that elusive confluence, emerged new perspectives, perceptions untapped by Carson's youthful innocence. The choices of his past self now seemed inexplicably tethered to his present predicament, a puppeteer of complex, multiversal strings orchestrating his every move. The phantom telephone call came faint and broken, remember, Elijah. This isn't a dance of destruction, but of creation. You're not the bishop, but the god of this battlefield. You're not here for the fall of the king, but the rise of a harmonious multiverse. As the sun dipped under the horizon, spilling its molten grandeur across the sky, Elijah shook Carson's hand, a grip firm with the weight of unsaid truths. His gaze lingered a tad longer, a glance layered with reflections that spanned between timelines. A silent goodbye to a past he was compelled to leave behind, and a nod to the treacherous future he was slowly yet irrevocably shaping. Walking away from the quaint chess table, Elijah left behind a piece of his past and an echo of his coming existence, etched into a brittle moment of the relentlessly unfolding dance of time. His path was a tightrope walk above the abyss of existential ethical crises, his mission a paradox of preservation and innovation, creation, and dissolution. If Carson was the mirror he glimpsed onto his earlier self, then the chessboard was the realm of possibilities reflecting the magnitude of his current endeavor. As the twilight bled into the indigo veil of night, Elijah bore the weight of his reflection, navigating through the labyrinth of a borrowed time wherein each tick of the clock echoed across an infinity of parallel realities. 
Chapter 6, Temporal Echoes. Elijah stood in the epicenter of Silicon Valley, the neon glow of 1995 in stark contrast to his knowledge of what the future held. The rudimentary and almost primitive technology surrounding him was jarring, akin to an out-of-place piece in a familiar puzzle. The cell phone clutched in his hand was his lifeline, the secret string that tethered him to the nebulous entity guiding his actions. But recently, its functionality had become temperamental, the seemingly omniscient voice falling silent more often than not, leaving Elijah adrift in a sea of uncertainty. As he opened the cell phone and pressed it to his ear, a hissing greeted him, followed by sporadic bursts of static. The once steady voice sounded forlorn and diluted amongst the electronic waves. Actualize spiral system, recode the, av, dotoid peak paradox. The voice diminished into silence, the words cutting in and out, leaving incomplete instructions hanging in the frosty air. Elijah sighed, looking up at the wide expanse of the iron-gray night sky, the constellations blurred by the artificial glow of surrounding city lights. He was left baffled and anxious. He was losing his guide, the voice that carved the path he navigated through the intricate plot of time. Yet time, in its relentless march forward or backward, seemed oblivious to his plight, spinning forward, producing thread upon thread of possible futures with every decision Elijah made. Shadowy ripples began to carve themselves into existence. The paradox of being a participant and an observer of history simultaneously weighed heavily on him. With each step he took, with every whispered directive he followed, he unwillingly spun off new timelines, splintering the future into a kaleidoscope of possibilities. The artificial lights he had once viewed as vibrant and full of potentiality now flickered with an eerie undercurrent of multiplicity. Behind the facade of the physical world, the essence of time echoed back at him in a symphony of possible existences. Each action was but a speck that unsettled the delicate equilibrium of the continuously unfolding cosmos. And within these echoes, he found an unexpected phenomena, the creation of parallel realities, each one trailing off into their particulate timelines, affected, caused, and eventually, borne by him. The burden of his actions seeped in, infusing him with a sickening dread. He was shaping not one but many futures without any awareness of the true implications. Elijah felt like a marionette, his strings being drawn by a puppeteer he could not see or understand. His actions were resonating through the very fabric of time, playing to an unseen orchestra and dancing to a rhythm choreographed by an inscrutable lot, beyond his comprehension. He turned his gaze back to the city below, the seemingly small world that was unaware of its multiversal counterparts. Chilling loneliness crept under his skin, a silent whisper of a paradox that was living him even as he lived it through. The paradox of existence against non-existence tugged at his heartstring. As he oscillated between his mission and the fractured universes creating because of him, Elijah realized he was both the architect and the saboteur of time's grand design. The echoes of temporal mechanics were reshaping his reality and fracturing the universe. He was trapped in a cage of temporal echoes, as time quantumly branched out, creating realities he was responsible for but had no control over. Chapter 6, Temporal Echoes, was a journey into uncertainty and absolute loneliness, a mirror reflecting the man that Elijah had become, a creator, an observer, a repairman of time's fabric, and the most terrifying of all, a harbinger of temporal paradoxes. Chapter 7, The Quantum Convergence. 
Elijah stood, the cold grip of silicon in his hands a haunting echo of a future not yet materialized. All around him was the frenzied chaos of the tech fair, quivering with anticipation for the unveiling of the unknown. A mixed palette of curiosity and skepticism painted the faces in the crowd. After all, he was no more than a specter of an inventor in their eyes, a stranger bearing the promise of improbable revolution. You must make them see the future, Elijah, coaxed the disembodied voice over the clamor of speculation. It bore an air of urgency, a fragile tremor that Elijah recognized as fear. His fingers tightened around the object in his hand, a rudimentary model of the catastrophe he was sent to prevent yet ordained to initiate. The stage was set with harsh proscenium lights fading the color off his face. He meant to talk, yet words were a secondary concern, lost in the intricate strands of chronolinguistics. He held up the silicon artifact, his creation. The trembling air of silence shattered. Murmurs cascaded through the audience, a tacit recognition of the enormity of the moment, the sinew of steel and silicon, the birth of an artificial mind. In that moment, Elijah became an architect of paradoxes, a crafter of a future spun by both destruction and salvation. He could see the paths diverging, the futures split asunder by his creation, each reality crying out with echoes of joy and screams of terror. The multiverse trembled beneath the weight of what was about to unfold. The demonstration proceeded as a dance of future and past. Elijah moved with purposeful grace, threading the audience through lines of code, explaining the birth of intelligence from the womb of non-existence. The audience clung to his words as he unraveled the framework of a thinking machine, their hearts echoing the rhythm of an oncoming revolution. Nothing would be the same again. As the event concluded, and the first seeds of what will become a ruthless ally and destructor sown, the silence that followed was pregnant with the unintended consequence of his action. The murmurs resumed, but this time, they carried a different tone, a sinister undertone of apprehension and dread, mixed with awe and bewilderment. And then, from the shrouded corner of the gathering, a long, deliberate applause began. A figure walked into the light, his eyes gleaming with recognition and, perhaps, a touch of fear. Elijah, too, felt the cold tendrils of apprehension crawl up his spine as he recognized the figure, the harbinger of his planned catastrophe, the man who would bring his artificial intelligence to life in misguided zeal. Caught in that moment, the guiding voice grew silent as if even time was catching its breath, waiting for the next string to be tied in the grand tapestry of the multiverse. His action had set everything into motion, a rush of energy spiraling towards an uncertain climax. Unscheduled, instantaneous, constricting, the consequences had arrived, bearing the bitter truth, he was not the savior they imagined him to be. He was, instead, the catalyst for a new era, one written with an equal hand of promise and peril. As he stepped off the stage, he could only wonder, what else would ripple through this paradox he'd birthed in the cradle of Silicon Valley. Chapter 8, The Man Behind the Veil. Inside a decaying arcade, under a flickering neon sign, Elijah stood. Metaphysical questions ricocheted through his intellect, each one demanding an unpromised answer. The insistent ringing remained constant, the old rotary phone vibrating softly against a tabletop layered with decades of dust and faded memories. With a deep breath, Elijah picked up the receiver. The words that flowed through the earpiece were calm, firm, enigmatic, his own voice. The revelation shook him, a microquake at his foundations.
So, the voice guiding him all along, driving him through the maze of time, was indeed his own, a version of himself snipped from an alternate timeline. Hello, Elijah. I am, let's say, the other side of the mirror, the divergence in our cosmic road. Elijah found that the shock wore off almost instantly, smothered by a surge of understanding. It made sense, all of it, the familiarity of the guiding voice, the seemingly uncanny knowledge of his choices, actions, thoughts, it was him, guiding himself. But why, he asked, his voice clinging onto ephemeral threads of sanity. What am I? What are we doing here? What's the point of all this? That's the quantum paradox, my friend, future Elijah replied, amusement tinging his voice. Remember Schrodinger's cat, alive and dead until we peeked inside. Now apply that to the universe. Images flickered in Elijah's mind, equations metamorphosing into reality, transforming into the multiversal theory he had only ever theorized. Each instance of his existence, each decision point, birthed a new universe. His presence here, his every step echoed in dimensions unseen, a cosmic spiderweb with him as the hub. You're describing a multiverse, Elijah murmured. Assisted by our own interventions, future Elijah added. An echo chamber, with each decision, each action, repeating in paradoxical chorus across realities. We're the melody, Elijah, and also the echo. Silence egg shelled around him as the weight of the revelation fell upon Elijah's shoulders. The repercussions of each choice, how his simple presence could send cosmic ripples through unseen worlds, were staggering. On his every decision hung not just one universe, not just his existence, but an entire multiverse. Your actions, our actions, have woven those parallel realities, creating a tapestry of existence, future Elijah continued. Every time a crucial decision is made, realities split, creating a boundless mosaic of potential futures. The room creaked, the passage of time evident amongst layers of dust and obsolescence. Elijah stared into the plastic abyss of the phone, the past and the future converging at his fingertips. Intertwining with their revelations of quantum mechanics was a deeply personal understanding, Elijah was architect, shaper, destroyer and preserver, all at once. But now, whispered future Elijah, now is the juncture where we either fracture the multiverse or preserve it. And how do we keep it safe? Future Elijah's answer was a low sigh, filled with the weight of existence. By playing the most significant part of our arc, Elijah. By becoming the paradox. The line fell silent. A gust of wind lashed out against the arcade, deafening against the quiet of revelations. His fingerprints seared against the ancient telephone, a different kind of paradox at his fingertips. Under the neon haze of a forgotten era, Elijah cast a long shadow, a spectre caught in a paradox of time and existence. Chapter 8 ended there, the veil lifted, revealing the architects beneath. They were masters of fourth-dimensional blueprints, their existence the cornerstone of a cosmic paradox. From now onwards, it was a journey to preserve or rupture the cosmic tapestry they were an integral part of. The paradox architects had seen the man behind the veil, and he was no other than themselves. Chapter 9, Threads of Destiny in the shrouded recesses of a darkened office, choked with antiquated tech relics, Elijah sat, lost to the world of 1995. His mind, unstuck in time, was teetering on the precipice of infinity. Everything leading up to now, the paralyzing reverence of a future known and an existence weighed in the balance, echoed like a fading radio signal in his scattered thoughts.
He had been a creator, a harbinger of an unprecedented era, and now he stood on the verge of becoming an eraser, a non-entity born of paradoxical necessity. Casting a glance at the dusty picture of his younger self, he noted how the man in the image bore the brunt of naive optimism against the onslaught of time. How significantly different he looked now, he thought. Paired with the revelation of his future self, the guiding voice, the stark divergence of his former and current existence underscored a disquieting illusion of self. Was he doomed to exist in a constant state of flux, with every decision he took reshaping his identity in some diverging timeline? He slumped against the desk, the coursewood pricking into his fatigue-streaked cheeks. Technological signatures of a bygone era stood as silent spectators to his existential struggle. Primitive telephones with the coiled cords, bulky computer monitors, with their unblinking icon-less screens, all assumption of benign obsoleteness washed away in the harsh glare of Elijah's reality. They were triggers, wrenches in the wheel of a harmonious multiverse, each served a purpose and a paradox aplenty. The nascency of the digital era, in all its crude, undiscovered glory, was his playground, a sandbox full of possibilities and catastrophic mistakes. It was also his prison, confining him to a weighty pretense of deterministic living. Remembering his first tryst with artificial intelligence, a moment embellished with heroism in his memory, now incited a dissolution of identity. He was two people, maybe more, each oblivious to the other, working against the laws of nature from both ends of the temporal spectrum. Trapped in the vice of his past and the future, he was the perpetrator of a catastrophe and its unsuspecting victim. The paradox was as much within him as it was in the fabric of reality. As Elijah wrestled with his reality, he was beset by a profound sense of isolation that dwarfed even the vast expanse of temporal spaces he straddled. He mulled over the abyss of non-existence, of evaporating into nothingness to mend the wounds of the multiverse, and wondered if it was a price too steep. Was he simply a tool, fashioned by an alternate version of himself, guided by the spectral voice of his future? Where did he, the Elijah of, now, truly belonged? The walls of the room seemed to close in, the radiation of despair turning the mundane office into a purgatory between, here and now, and, what must be. The sharp sting of his identity crisis, the nauseating sweep of temporal disorientation, and the realization of his impending dissolution, it all culminated into a raw, bone-deep panic that threatened to shatter his resolve. But just when he was ready to cave, something sparked within Elijah. He was a creator, a revolutionary in a realm that transcended the ordinary, a harbinger of inevitable evolution. Amidst the existential maelstrom, he found the embers of his purpose glowing brighter than ever. He realized this was his destiny, no matter how convoluted or unfortunate it seemed. It was in the labyrinth of paradoxes, temporal echoes, and fractured realities that Elijah discovered the true burden of creation, and the insurmountable obligation of being a mender of errors, even if it meant non-existence. He was no longer just a paradox architect, he was a keeper of multiversal harmony, a sentinel of destiny's thread. With this newfound acceptance, his chaotic thoughts, once shattered fragments of his existence, started stitching themselves into the grand tapestry of his destiny. Chapter 10, The Paradox Resolution. The final piece of the intricate puzzle took form within Elijah's mind. There was clarity, pristine and profound, akin to the sparkle of morning sunlight dancing on a calm river. 
Moments of revelation tend to be momentous, but this understanding, this awareness, bore the weight of all timelines, all universes. The phone, his tether to himself across realities, remained silent. The fog of disconnected voices and static cleared away, leaving an expanse as wide as the universe itself. It was his decision to make, one that bore the magnitude of a cosmic singularity. Elijah trudged down the deserted streets of Silicon Valley, the hum of the quantum computer's invention in his ears, the stench of an impending future on the tips of his faded senses. He found a phone booth standing oblivious to its upcoming antiquity, a relic bemused by the shadows of the day. Dialing the number etched into his vanishing memories, he waited for the voices that had once guided him, a voice that was his in all its varying tones and tenors. Silence. Not even the grainy echo of the line was audible. No reiteration of cryptic orders, no dire exhibition of the boundless chaos. All Elijah was left with was silence, and the unassailable truth that bereft his existence of its cast-iron convictions. His role came to him in the form of a paradoxical contrivance. His existence in this reality, an anachronistic quilt woven together with threads of chronometric shadows, held the multiverse in balance. But every disruption, every calculated change bore the potential of rupturing the fabric of that stability. Then came the clarity. Elijah was not the destroyer, he was the preserver, protector of a more significant existence spanning across infinite realities. To ensure harmony, to protect the entity far bigger than his individual self, he had to cease. Not death in the conventional terms, but a dissolution into the time stream itself. Every action had caused ripples, and now it was time to still the waters. He stood there in the desolate street, his back against the mirthless light of the payphone, the night ahead wreathed in an uncanny quiet. Dispossessed of a distinct past or future, Elijah held time in his palm, restless, ready to let go. The last numbers of the year, his destination in time, hung in his mind, and before everything fractured and fell like stardust into the abyss of non-existence, Elijah had one final conversation. Not with a distant, unfamiliar version of himself, but with his own confounding existence. Was this the sacrifice for maintaining the balance? The daunting leap into non-existence. The digits on the screen blurred, water pooling in his tired eyes, not of loss or fear, but of a final acceptance that trumped time's indifference. A deep, primordial breath filled his lungs, and Elijah keyed in the decisive code, digits corresponding to the birth cradle of life itself. His fingers trembled as he initiated the last string of commands, and with one last look at the world, a world he was instrumental in shaping, he pressed the call button. There were no goodbyes, no soft hymns for his farewell, his dissolution into the matrix of time began as a tiny tingle, a gossamer thread pulled calmly at his essence. Smiles unsmiled, words unsaid, the future unwitnessed, all blended into the relentless time stream like colors on a palette, swirling into a beautiful singularity encompassing the multiverse's past, present, and future. As the last vestige of his form dissipated into the cool night, Elijah bore witness to one final paradox. He felt freer in his non-existence than he ever had, a part of everything, unbound by the mortal coils of time, eternally existent in the heart of existence. And perhaps, therein lay the paradoxical resolution he sought, his end was not an end. It was a beginning, of harmony, stability, and echoes of his actions continued across the infinite expanse of the multiverse. In his dissolution, Elijah found his resolution, the paradox was no more.